0: Greetings and welcome to this edition of One for the Road. I'm Randy Schlichting, your host, and I'm not joined in studio today by Bob Carter. He was out and about, couldn't uh, join with us, or maybe he just doesn't like Kipper and Herschel and Drew very much. I'm not really sure, but he had some excuse for not being here today. I do have those three in studio, and we're going to talk about, really, the state of the parish, I guess would be a great way to describe this podcast, kind of where are we in terms of parish ministry, lead elders, elders. What are we uh, doing out there? What are we learning out there? And what does it look like for us to uh, continue to minister to members and non-members in the geographic area surrounding the church? So it's a fun time to gather with these three just to share ideas. And and by the way, a lot of what you're going to hear is what we're learning from you uh, as we're hearing stories about what you're doing. So listen in and enjoy this edition of One for the Road. Okay, they're already laughing in at me here because I've had a couple takes to start this uh, start this podcast out. So uh, Kipper did pray before we started, so that will hopefully uh, calm me down and help us be focused here. A little bit. So Kipper Tab sitting to my left here, Area Pastor Duluth, and across the table from me is the ever noble Herschel Hatcher. He's uh, staring me down over there, and then to my right is Drew Warner. He is uh, the newbie on the block here. He's just uh, assuming the mantle. A double portion, I think Carl gave you, from, uh, mm. from Swanee and mm-hmm. Sugar Hill in that area. So uh, Drew's our new area pastor there. And Today we just want to talk about shepherding a little bit, just kind of give you guys an update, kind of thoughts, what's on our heart a little bit about uh, what the Lord's doing through the shepherding ministry here, specifically when it comes to the parish. So I'm just going to kind of lob some questions out here. Our, our friend Bob Carter couldn't be with us for this hour, so you'll miss his uh, booming voice, but you'll have mine and the rest of these brothers to uh, to listen to, and hopefully Here's something that might be helpful to you in your ministry as you go forward here. So let me just jump in. Uh, Kipper, maybe I'll start with you as kind of the oldest guy. I think you are the oldest guy here. <laughs> maybe Herschel is. I don't know. It's One, close. You're very, very it's very close. close. You're a mature year. Yes, exactly. Uh, give us just kind of maybe an update on Duluth a little bit, what you're learning there a little bit about shepherding and elders specifically. Things that are happening there, what you're what you're seeing on the field. Yeah, we're very fortunate with the four lead elders that we have, and their personal
1: ministry to the elders that they're shepherding. And as we interact on a regular basis, I continue to find things I'm learning about those that are out in the trenches, as you guys are ministering to hurt and broken people. And so, um, <coughs> just I, I think um, the ability for us to be teachable as we're making these calls to people uh, that are busy uh, and sometimes they don't call us back and just their willingness to uh, try email, try other means of reaching out even to the point of just leaving a message and saying I just want you to know as your shepherd I'm praying for you. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's that light touch that can lead to uh, hey can you meet me at the coffee coffee bar Mm -hmm. this Sunday with my wife especially for the single moms, the single uh, folks that they may be shepherding
0: so just some tips that they're kind of giving me <clears throat> mm-hmm. as they're out there really uh, doing the work yeah and you're right it's just kind of an ongoing day by day week by week thing I, i've been texting back and forth with an elder for the last week or so and finally today i had the opportunity i was at the car picked up the phone called him and it was just an opportunity just to connect with him he and his wife are hurting some struggles going on with them and just an opportunity it's those it's kind of like ministering between the cracks almost Because I find I never have a large block of time. So i got ten minutes here. What am I going to do with it? I'm going to call a guy. I'm going to text a guy. I'm going to email someone, connect with him. And I think our elders are finding that same thing. Mm -hmm. As opposed to thinking, boy, i got to carve out four hours to do my shepherding. It's It's just not going to happen there. So, uh, well, Hershey, give us an overview. The largest parish you guys got. You guys keep on growing. We all aspire to be as large as you and Jerry. (laughs) I mean, not large as you and Jerry. (laughs) large Large as your parish is in terms of members and the uh, yeah. issues and whatnot but uh give us a brief update what's going on there well,
2: well uh the lord has blessed us we have we have 10 really great uh lead elders mm-hmm. and we have i think 86 elders oh, Wow! and uh yeah so we are <laughs> we're coveting over here I mean, coveting. <laughs> we're very thankful too for the for the quality of men that we have and um their commitment to uh minister to the families and uh We've had a lot of crises, and you guys are aware of, I mean, deaths in families mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. And our elders have been very willing to uh, mm-hmm. to be available and to reach out in those situations. And uh, And so we really appreciate that because we know that they're very busy and committed in other areas as well. Mm-hmm. And so they have to, as you said, carve out time to do these things a lot of times. And um, But... Uh, I I really want to protect them in a way just to keep them from being overwhelmed, you know, and try to screen things that, mm-hmm. that come down the pike. But uh but they're often the first ones involved when there's a death in a family or something like that. And I hear from them. So they're they're available and they're they're on
0: the front lines. So. That seems to be a trend that I've noticed over the last maybe six to nine months or so. Mm-hmm. Where I'm hearing it from the elder or from some I know you had one this week or someone yes. had one this week where someone passed away. And uh, the elders kind of identifying it, and it seems like they're kind of relatively ready and equipped to jump in and do visitation, family, if not even to do part of the funeral too. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened this week. Yeah, yeah. So you d- do you did one with a with a ruling elder the actual the funeral, or you did the funeral? We did it together. Did, yeah. yeah, and again, this is uh, uh,
1: yeah, a brother that that uh, lived in his neighborhood. And so knew the family, and so was very comfortable being a part
0: of the service. Mm-hmm. So it, it worked well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more and more the, the situation. I'm, I'm seeing it too. Well, Drew, give us an update, man. You're you're just kind of coming on board here and taking over for Carl, and we're excited, man, that you're with us, and want to get your maybe just first impressions of elders out there in Swanee and what you're seeing and new eyes looking on the situation. I think uh, what's happening there.
3: Well, <clears throat> we've got a great group of elders in uh, Parish 5, Swanee, Sugar Hill, Buford, and uh, I think the thing that I'm encouraged mostly by, not only with our parish, but our elders overall, is as you guys are just have just been talking about, I think more and more our elders are seeing themselves as pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just a figurehead role in the church, um, and it's not a an easy position. A pastoral role is not an easy position. Uh, there's mess. There's dirt. Um, there are hurting people, as Kipper said, broken and hurting people. <clears throat> and that's our role is to to care for those people. And um, and our pastors are doing a, a, a great job. Our elders, our pastors are doing a great job. Um, just some kind of initial quick thoughts on, on shepherding, I think, for our guys. You know, I don't know that I have talk to any of you guys that are listening to this or any of us around the table that would say that, uh, that we have time, uh, -hmm. for shepherding. Uh, I think it's a good suggestion that Randy said to, to sort of do this as we go in our, in our daily life. I mean, one thing that's been helpful for me is to keep the numbers of people, the phone numbers and the emails of the people that I'm shepherding, keep that stuff really handy. Mm. Uh, because if I have to go search for it, it's not going to happen. If I'm in the car, that's when I make my phone calls. It's sitting in traffic, um, and you know sometimes I'm I'm on it and I'm thinking about it, and sometimes I'm not. That's just a reality of it. But um, but keep those handy, and I think um, Kipper said just even a quick phone call and a voicemail of just want to let you know I'm praying for you. That makes a big difference in the lives of our people. Our people want to know people that was mentioned um, in an earlier conversation and maybe even around this table, but they really, what's really important is, and we all want this. We all want to know that um, that there are people in this congregation, this church, that care about them, mm-hmm. and uh, and that that's personal. That they can reach out. They know that they're not going to call the church office and get a hold of Randy Pope. But if they know that they can call and get a hold of us and that we actually will have some time uh, to talk with them or pray with them, that really means a lot. So uh, just some initial thoughts on shepherding. That's that.
0: good. Yeah, it's, I mean, may maybe being repetitive here, but I think it's worth it because I do find when I'm in the car, well, here's the interesting thing. I find now my daughter who lives in Dallas will call me about 6.30 our time here in the evening if she's going to call me or my wife. You know why? Because she's in her car driving home. When am I going to, i got nothing else to do. I'm going to call mom and dad. Well, I'm in, you know, she's not going to use her time with her friends or her other time to call us. She's burning time. She's sitting there in traffic anyway. So it, it just that's kind of reminded me. And yeah, I'm trying to remember now almost every time when I'm heading back towards Dunwoody, I've got 20, 25 minutes to commute. Are there two or three people I can call? Often I'll get a voicemail, which is awesome. I, I don't mind getting a voicemail at all. Yeah. Because I feel like I can just say, hey, I'm praying for you, thinking about you. If you need me, please contact me. Just want to let you know I'm touching base here. And People later on say, hey, thanks so much for the call. It meant a lot to me. And we're also, we found out, meeting with our young guys recently, texting is a good thing too. So from time to time, I just text someone thinking about you, praying for you. It's just small ways to to stay in contact, you know. So it's a helpful thing. So you guys do that too? Yeah, I was going to
2: say that, um, not to endorse a product or anything, but my iPhone has been really great because I, I don't have to look at it i can just pick it up and tell it to call somebody or tell it to text somebody and it'll do that Mm -hmm. and so i don't so Mm -hmm. if i have their uh contact information in my phone i can i can do just what you're talking about without Mm -hmm. without having to look Mm -hmm. away from the road or dial anything Mm -hmm. Uh, and and that's been a great uh, a great technological advantage for me yeah uh, and that's
0: to to drew's point earlier i think if you know who your people are get them in your phone You've got them in your phone, their text, their email, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. You you can quickly kind of contact them, and it's a helpful thing to be able to do. And then be prepared in the event of a crisis, uh, whatever it might be, a a funeral situation, hospital visits. I know Mm -hmm. our guys do hospital visits now, those type of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's switch topics here a little bit and and talk a little bit about um, new elders. And and this, this podcast goes out primarily to... Uh, Guys who are currently shepherding elders and deacons, but also we'll expand that this year not to guys who are in that officer candidate school So I want to talk a bit about new leader development Just y'all's thoughts on that your hopes for that going forward for this year uh, The guys who are in it and then also how do we multiply that as we go forward? What what do you how how do you get more guys in Duluth? What are you thinking about that And and what can these guys who are listening? How can they help you? To be successful
1: there, I would say start praying. Uh, mm-hmm. I found myself on a prayer walk this morning and literally asking God, show me some men that I can continue to try and do life with in regards to uh, looking for future leadership. And seriously, the next thing I knew, I'm in front of a guy that had been in my discipleship group years ago who had just turned 50. Wow. And so it's a great opportunity for me to reach out to him and make sure he's in discipleship mm-hmm. and continuing to move along mm-hmm. in the spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. And it just, again, those reminders that, you know, Lord, help me, and he will. Mm-hmm. And so uh, another one uh, earlier this morning, uh, I sent an email. We are just forming a new discipleship group and had sent him an email and, and said, you know, hey, would you be interested, would love for you to be a part of our group? He emailed me right back. I would love to. So they're out there. It's just again having eyes to see. So mm-hmm. I do want to lovingly challenge mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you know, ask him. He is faithful. He will show mm-hmm. you guys that
0: are out there that are hungry, that want to grow, but we get isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've always said you're just like a broken record, man. You're just like a broken record. You're just you, you always come back to prayer. Well, it's kind of like pray, okay. pray, 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 and it's like yeah, that makes sense. Broken records are awesome. That's that's mm-hmm. absolutely right. That's the thing to for guys to be able to do any other thoughts you've gotten to when you're talking with your guys about developing new leadership um
2: well one thing we've t- spoken to our lead elders about and asked them to speak to the elders about is is okay. giving us references giving mm-hmm. us names and and we were blessed i mean this time we got uh, about 30 names from from mm-hmm. our elders and i think 18 of them are in the or wow. in the uh, OCS class. Wow. So we are just so thrilled with that. And those names all came mm-hmm. from our elders. Mm-hmm. And, and so we are really dependent on them uh, and on you guys. Not mm-hmm. I shouldn't say them, on yeah. you who are listening. Mm-hmm. We are dependent on you as far as uh, identifying and finding new leaders. Because mm-hmm. um, Jerry and I would run out of names very quickly if we just focus on the people that we yeah. know about. Uh, one thing that I've started to do, and and uh, actually talked to one of my elders uh, the other day, and he was also doing this, is is uh, to be discipling young guys in their twenties, mm. and uh, and that's been exciting for me mm-hmm. just to see how uh, committed and motivated this younger generation mm-hmm. is to the Lord and wanting to grow, and they're they're so uh, eager to grow in Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, I've. I've got a, a small group of, of guys, and uh, John Morrow, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. one of our elders, is investing in, in mm-hmm. young men in their 20s also. Yeah. And another, some of our elders are working with high school students and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, mm-hmm. really, we, we need to be thinking long term where are our future leaders going to yeah. come from? Because a lot of our leadership now is getting into senior citizen
0: territory, and, and we, so we need a lot of younger. Guys, Mm -hmm. so yeah, and and would you maybe this is going to be a stereotype? And I don't mean it to be, but as I think of Swanee Sugar Hill, I tend to think the guys out there are a bit younger. Is that they Your population is a bit younger than the geriatric crowd, and because mm, we, we can't afford to live in Johns Creek.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, how does that differentiate them from what what uh, Herschel was saying? So, I think you're right. In Johns Creek, there's some guys approaching retirement age, mm-hmm. that type of agency, and some young guys also. But, but for you, maybe it's different in terms of recruiting leaders or, or developing new leaders.
3: Well, the thing that came to my mind was. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the probably the most popular questions that guys are asking in the officer candidate school as they're being considered and as they're exploring opportunities for leadership, the question is, how much time is this going to take? And it's a good question. Mm -hmm. It's a question that we all ask that, that, you know, is probably one of the first ones that comes to our minds. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as I've heard that question being asked... You know, the reality, and, and you guys that are listening to this, you know that there's really not an answer to that, um, because it's not about how much time are we adding on, it's about a mindset, it's about mm-hmm. a shift, uh, because the gospel calls us to surrender. Um, and it's really a, an all-of-life type of commitment. When you're a pastor, there are no nine to five hours Monday through Friday, um, it's all of life. You're pastoring your family, you're pastoring your neighbors, you're pastoring... Uh, your friends, guys in your discipleship group, and uh, and what that looks like is different for everybody, and that's why it's not one of those things where we add on two hours at the end of the day to shepherd. Uh, it's just one of those things that happens throughout the day, and it's motivated by the gospel. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. in their right mind would do what we're doing, um, where we would intentionally <laughs> enter into relationships with people that we may or may not know, and then and then move towards them in their mess. Mm-hmm. But the reason we do that is because the gospel motivates us to do that. God moved towards us in our mess. And as a response, we can't help but not do that uh, or but do that with other people. And so we're compelled by love. And if you're an elder, if we're elders, if we're pastors, um, we're in that role because of a calling that we have experienced. That not only are we believers, but we sense that God wants to use us to shepherd the flock of his people. Mm -hmm. And... So as I think about how do we find new elders, how do we uh, look for new leaders, um, it happens through a relationship. It's already been said. It's, it's through the people that you're shepherding through those households, through those families. Um, who are the guys that you sense have a real heart for God, uh, are living out of a surrendered life or moving towards a surrendered life? Uh, such that they consider others as greater than themselves and they have an easier time. It's always hard to be selfless, but they seem to be living a life that's more and more selfless. That's a that's a great candidate for somebody that, that's a leader. So that's what great. I would say.
0: That's great. We're almost going to wrap up here. A couple more minutes. We try and keep these under 20 when we can. Uh, I want to talk lastly a bit about... Um, just for you guys to speak to your elders maybe because sometimes when I'm sitting in a car when I hear something in the privacy of me driving it can connect with my heart in a, maybe sometimes even better than you saying it to me face to face so talk talk for a minute about um, guys who might just be struggling hurting financially emotionally relationship job with the elders and deacons themselves so I just want to kind of go around the table what would you What do you want to say to those guys?
1: I would say uh, there's real freedom in coming forward to somebody you know that is safe, you can trust, and hopefully, if if not us as your parish pastor, the lead elder that's walking with you, Mm -hmm. Uh, and getting that out in the open does a tremendous benefit to your soul. Uh, I just can testify, uh, again, something I've been wrestling Mm -hmm. with, and once getting it out, there was a huge relief, and then... Again, the the loving accountability that comes with that because you want the brother that you share that with to be willing to hold you accountable Mm -hmm. to now do something about it. Mm -hmm. So again, any of you guys that are going through uh, life circumstances that uh, would call you to come forward, do it. There is just such a relief in getting it out in the open because that's what the the heart of God is. I mean, my goodness, Mm -hmm. let's look at David. Wow. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, by all means, get How help. Get
0: okay, that. now yeah. I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna have you answer that question. I'm gonna have Drew briefly answer that question because I've got a different question I just thought of you, Herschel.
3: Um, <clears throat> so if we're talking to guys who are struggling, my assumption is that uh, that's everybody that's listening to this podcast. <laughs> so okay. this Amen. is not one or two guys. Yeah. We're all struggling uh, with something in some area, including the guys around this table. We're all strugglers. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I would just encourage you uh, to dive deeply into the gospel and to know that Jesus knows we're strugglers. That's why he came for us. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times, as an elder in a leadership position, we feel the weight of the reality that we cannot measure up uh, Mm -hmm. to the standard of leadership that we desire to measure up to. And we walk around. Uh, I think with with guilt and with shame that we're not measuring up to what we want to measure up Mm -hmm. and what I would say is don't let that get you down. Uh, The scriptures tell us that God knows us, he knows our frame, he knows our hearts, he knows our struggles and he loves us as such. And if you've been called to be a leader and you're struggling and you're hurting, definitely get help if there are major issues uh, that might uh, impact your ministry but Uh, The other side of that is just know that it's not by your actions, it's not by Mm -hmm. our actions, it's not by our work, it's not by our strength that we minister. It's in the strength of the Spirit Mm -hmm. and for us to be continually pressing into the gospel and walking according to the power of the Spirit. Um, the, just quick thing, I've had several conversations with elders, uh, membership covenants are being signed, mm-hmm. uh, not membership, elder covenants yeah. are being signed. And I have several guys that are calling and saying, I don't know if I can sign this mm-hmm. because I'm struggling in these areas. I'm struggling with shepherding my people. Um, not only am I not doing a good job, I don't know that I want to, and, yeah. but I want to want to. Uh, or I just don't have the time, or I'm not tithing. I want to be tithing, but my money's not there, and I feel bad about that, and I don't know if I should sign this. So I would just say, guys, um, let's have real conversation. You know, if there are some issues on the covenant, for example, that, that in our heart of hearts we don't want to be doing those things, that's an issue to be talked about. But if in all of these things we're striving towards and we have a heart and a desire to do what God's asking us to do, then walk in grace and know that you're loved and know that we're all struggling in some area or another. And uh, and that's just what this call is all about.
0: Amen. Okay, last question then for Herschel and then I'll wrap. Uh, I just want you to maybe speak a word to these guys in terms of family and their wives. Any thoughts you would have to to, to share with them about, you know, and, and I know you'd say, yeah, I love your wife like Christ loves so was a church, but anything else would come to, come to mind in terms of just a word that would be from you for them in terms of ministering to their wives today.
2: Well, as you say that, the thing that I think about is that um, people who are on the front line of ministry are going to be in the crosshairs of being attacked mm-hmm. by the evil one. So he he wants to disrupt marriages. He wants to uh, cause dissension and strife in the home and uh, and just remember what Paul said that our enemies are not flesh and blood. I mean, if you're having a dispute with your wife, she's not your enemy. Mm. Um, and there's so and, and as Kipper said, if you're having problems in that area, please, please come forward so we can minister to you. Mm. Uh, we had an elder who we didn't see for several meetings last year, and uh, when we finally got in touch with him, uh, he was having really bad problems in his marriage, mm. and so that was that was a big ordeal to have to to have to work with and. We want to you know if you're having difficulties get help mm-hmm. as quickly as possible don't wait till things become out of hand and um, but uh yeah I, I mean what can you say better than love love your mm-hmm. wife as Christ love the church but that's that's an impossibility uh, yeah. as we've talked several things we've talked about mm-hmm. you have to have the Holy Spirit to be able to even attempt to do that but uh, but do spend time together make mm-hmm. sure' because... In the busyness of everything, it's very easy to neglect that relationship. And then that's where that's where problems start in yeah. neglecting that relationship. I would just
0: maybe wrap up just by saying, I think we would have said this is, listen to your wife. Yes. Listen to the Lord. Those are probably two good things. If you get to the end of the day and ask yourself the question, did I listen today to my wife, to my kids maybe? And and, and into the Lord. That's probably a healthy space for you to be in. Well, guys, uh, we've run over just a little bit here, but we want to thank you guys as always for tuning into One for the Road. For you new guys, you may not have subscribed to us yet. You can go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast there. It will come to you regularly. We'll try and get one out. One, one a month, maybe two a month or so, just depending on what to, what's going on here. But they're for your benefit. Hopefully you give us some feedback on it. And I know all three of these guys would say, you can call them anytime. Email them, text them. you got a question, a concern, an issue, problem, whatever it might be. These guys' hearts and lives are dedicated to ministering to you and to your families. So please, please do that. We love you, and we will see you next time, or you'll listen to us in any case on One for the Road.